0: Mojave Beach Productions Mojave Beach Productions brings you Itty Bits tender morsels of drama, comedy, mystery packed into itty bitty audio adventures And now, Jeff Evans presents Bagpipes for an Unknown Soldier I always accompany my 52-mile commute home with a local radio talk show, and today was no different, or at least I didn't think it was. The host of the show was telling the story of an 82-year-old man by the name of Robert Cochran, a former Marine who was to be buried on Wednesday. Through a series of unexplained circumstances, his body had gone unclaimed in the county morgue, and now he was to receive a pauper's funeral. A pauper's funeral for a man who had enlisted in the Marine Corps in 1941, served as a machine gunner with the 3rd Marine Division, and fought in historic campaigns such as Bougainville and Guadalcanal. A pauper's funeral for a veteran who had received the Combat Action Ribbon, the Asiatic Pacific Medal, and World War II Victory Medal. A pauper's funeral for a man who then in his teens took an oath to serve, protect, and fight in a war thousands of miles away in a strange land. A burial befitting a John Doe was awaiting a veteran who had stepped up to the call of duty when summoned. The talk show host, a former Marine himself, had as much trouble telling the story as I had listening to it. A hollow feeling of loneliness crept into my stomach and I found myself picking up my cell phone and dialing the radio station. Now, I've never called a radio station before. I don't like listening to people expound their opinions that reap absolutely no benefit except to hear themselves talk. But somehow I felt compelled, almost obligated, to do something. For there is something about the military service that permeates through your senses and lies dormant until awakened by a purpose. You see, I too had served in the military with the U.S. Army in the late 60s with the 3rd Squadron 7th Cavalry in Schweinfurt, Germany. I was sent over there in 1966 during the height of the Vietnam War with multiple military occupational specialties as both radio teletype operator and radio operator. Why Germany and not Southeast Asia? Well, I'm not sure, but it had to be either divine intervention or a military paper snafu. And due to the lack of radio teletype equipment, upon my arrival I was transferred to the Gary Owen Pipes and Drums Regiment Band. After 24 months of training and performing, I was sent home with a military conscience and a set of bagpipes. And now, both called me back to duty. My phone call was answered and I promptly volunteered my services as bagpiper to play for the funeral. I didn't know this man, but no one especially a veteran, should go to his grave without someone there to bid him farewell, even if it was a stranger, with even a stranger instrument. I was given the name of the funeral home and the details of when and where the service was to take place. Then I turned the radio off and drove the rest of the way home in silence. I still don't know why I felt the way I did. I didn't retire from the military, I just did my two years as a draftee and got out, but I felt somehow connected to this forgotten comrade. I guess there are just some things you learn in the military that you never forget. I cleared my work schedule on Wednesday and I packed my uniform and bagpipes into the car and headed for the office. At noon, I quietly slipped out, changed clothes, and was sure I'd be back in the office in a couple of hours. I was wrong. When I arrived at the Mountain View Memorial Park in Marietta, a crowd had already gathered. Oh, there were radio trucks, television vans, complete with satellite dishes, and cameramen scurrying around to establish the best angle. And it was obvious that their purpose here was different from mine. A Marine Corps color guard had also heard the plea and was discussing how they were going to conduct their portion of the service, as there was little time to prepare. I spoke briefly with the bugler and we decided to watch each other and simply let the service happen. He would be responsible for playing taps and I would find an appropriate time for Amazing Grace. There were veterans from every branch of the military present, dressed in uniforms pulled from their closets, standing together recalling the days when they had met the enemy head-on. They would talk and smile, then a moment of silence as some things were just too painful to recall. These men were the living legacies of Robert Cochran. I watched as a mother whispered to her son, who felt it necessary to wear his Cub Scout uniform. His eyes were glued on the veterans, and he was fascinated by the enthusiasm that drove their conversation. Now, he didn't understand what they were saying, but he knew it was something very, very special. The hearse pulled into the cemetery, and the color guard took its place. The limousine caravan pulled up in front of the gravesite and stopped. Robert Cochran's stepdaughter and a few of her close friends were escorted to the folding chairs. The color guard opened the back of the hearse and slowly removed the casket. The time felt right, so I began to slowly play the Marine Corps hymn. And as if planned in great detail, the color guard moved in perfect cadence. The minister found it hard to express his gratitude for the many who had attended, knowing full well there was no obligation that required their presence. Robert's stepdaughter and friends were in awe that so many would openly show their feelings and support for a humble stranger. The minister eulogized Robert's life as if he too was unfamiliar with the circumstances, but informed all of us that Robert was a common man who lived a normal life and had spent his last years in a rest home. At the conclusion of a very brief eulogy, a time for personal reflection was offered. The silence was broken by the sound of three rounds of seven shots fired into the air by marksmen paying their tribute to a fellow soldier. As the final shots were still echoing off the distant trees, the bugler began to play taps. The color guard moved into position to prepare for the most moving of military rituals, the folding of the flag. This was my opportunity to contribute once again. There's something about amazing grace on the pipes that is unforgettable. But as the color guard completed the folding of the flag, I found it increasingly difficult to continue. I could see the veterans standing at attention. I could see many men and women wiping their eyes in silence. I could see a Cub Scout tightly holding his mother's hand and staring intently at the casket. And I could see Robert's stepdaughter, tears running down her face, glancing around at the many that had come. Flag folded, the captain meticulously tucked in the corners spun it around with great precision, and presented it to her. Generations past and present have had wars to deal with, some domestic, some foreign, some worldwide. As I reflect over those wars, I'm not convinced that World War I was any worse than World War II, or Vietnam, or Korea, or any other war for that matter. Wars are hell at any level if a single person is killed or held captive. Whether it be in the heat of Southeast Asia or the bitter cold of Europe, I have a hard time believing that enough of us today have the sheer courage, pride, moral strength, or fortitude to participate in another Normandy or walk down a Ho Chi Minh Trail. On that special Wednesday, my concerns of an apathetic community were significantly reduced as more than a hundred men, women, and children gathered in a cemetery to say thank you and farewell to a man they never knew. Robert Cochran was not a war hero, nor did he ever acquire fame and fortune. He was, in fact, average. So why did these people take time out of their busy lives to come here? Well, maybe they felt pity for Robert Cochran. Maybe during a time when we have troops stationed all over the world, it was a way of not feeling so helpless. Maybe it was a way to get in touch with the past, or maybe it was a way to teach a young boy that it takes many kinds of ordinary people to make up our country, and it's something to take pride in. Or maybe it was a small way of returning something back to a man who, as a young boy, went forward into the cold, the dark, and the unknown and fought for people he never knew. Mojave Beach Productions has brought you Jeff's World with Jeff Evans. Mojave Beach Productions I just want to take a moment to thank you for soaring with us on the wings of imagination as you listen to stories we're having so much fun creating for you if you enjoy what you hear take a moment to subscribe to Mojave Beach Productions on your favorite podcast app and thanks a million